The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light him up, light him up, light him up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. May 16th, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. Cigar shops are beginning to open up after the coronavirus pandemic, and some customers might have forgot how to behave in a cigar shop. Today, with help from La Flor Dominicana's Jonathan, the carnivore Connie, we'll dig into it and maybe a little something extra. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. <laughs> I was sharing. Re- sharing really? is Karen. Really? I was sharing. It's you? I was sharing. Welcome back to Humanity, Mr. Jonathan Carney. He's not Mr. Anything. I, we were talking right before we went on the show. The, the, the person that's the happiest that we've extended my name, I think it's eight words now that, I, that are involved in my name. Yes. I, the, the happiest person is Mr. Jonathan, that the Mr. is now becoming somewhat wow. irrelevant after, what, nine years? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a while. So it's in there, but it's not the carnivore. Very, it's very WWE. It is. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me. I, I've been I've been in quarantine now for seventy days. Wow. Um, and I've I've actually I thought. Be honest though, most of it was the syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it fortunate I was in Maine because uh, in Miami, you know, it's it's densely populated. Yeah. I live downtown Miami, so fortunately I was up in Maine for a doctor's appointment at the beginning of this, just uh, dental and regular checkups. And um, so everything started going crazy. And I, I live in a very small town, about 2,800 people. Almost the same amount live in my town that live in my apartment building complex down in Miami. Wow, isn't that something? So it was a great place to be stuck because there's, there's no cases of coronavirus. Uh, our county's down because we, we do have a larger city in that area. But um, it's been the best place to be quarantined. But thank you for having me on the show because uh, there, there hasn't been a lot of demand for John Carney. Uh, during this, and I'm a little bit surprised. You know, I watch these. Well, the piece. people don't recognize you. Well, I the guess. Beard. Yeah, I look very different. I guess I, I have been on some things, but there's some more formal things going on out there. Not, not you know, not to name names, but I thought like the PCA might reach out to me. Wow. Um, you know, I thought to toot my own horn, but I am a sales executive for a yeah. very reputable company. I thought they would have uh, reached out, but they hadn't. Um, so you know, I, I have resorted <laughs> bless. to bless you. you. Good grief! Yeah, sneeze and <laughs> Corona. <laughs> I, uh, but I, I've resorted to like making my own shows, which I think we'll talk about today. Yeah, I just you—you you were talking about being overexposed, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not exposed at all. 
so I'm going to start exposing myself. Take your shirt off. <laughs> so, uh, so, so stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm here. It's uh, it's you great, to be, hand great to be welcomed. Again? Yep, yeah. Great to be welcomed, and uh, great to be you know have have John Carney back in demand a little bit. So, have, have you been smoking more? You've been smoking less. I've been, I've been smoking less. Whoa. Yeah, I've been smoking less. What I uh, hell? I'm I, smoking. Well, the, the weather first of all. Uh, um, yeah. This is a few hundred miles south of where I oh, live. It's been horrible here. Besides today, yeah, you, you brought the sunshine with you. So Although I see. Little rosy cheeks going on here. You, like some sun or something's going on. Well, here. I was out in the sun the last few days. Yeah, and I've been spending most of my time outside, so it's been cold. So I've been smoking maybe one to two cigars a day, uh-huh. um, at the most three, um, or usually I'm at you know three or four. But no, I've been smoking less. Um, and I've said I've been spending most of my time outside, so it's been freezing until about the last week, uh, where the weather's been up and down. I mean, it's been okay, but but yeah, most of the time it's been spent outside. And, and but, it's but been you cold. look physically fit. You haven't gained <laughs> weight doing it. Or I've, I've lost I've lost five pounds. Lost five pounds. over this. Um, mainly, uh, it says it looks okay. I guess uh, most of it's because I just haven't been lifting weights as much the last two months. I haven't been lifting really at all. My my weightlifting partner. I've got young children, so we're, we're we're waiting to see what's going on with this mm. um, and where this goes. So we may start lifting soon, but yeah, some of it's been that. But no, I've I've been maintained, which has been good. It hasn't gone the opposite right. direction, which has been a great I, thing. It's the COVID nineteen, and I, a lot of people are gaining about nineteen pounds. <laughs> so uh, I, I try to stay away from that too. But anyway, let's get to light up the first cigar, Barry. What do we got here? Well, today's first cigar is the La Flor Dominicana TAA two thousand nineteen Escuro, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic. By LaFleur Dominicana. The size that we're lighting up is 6.5 by 54, and it features a San Andreas wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers. A single cigar will set you back $19.99, while a box of 20 is $359.99, which comes out to just $17.99 per single, which is a savings of $40 or 10% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, Try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. I know what you're saying. You're saying, why 2019? This is 2020. The TAA has already happened. The TAA was postponed, and the La Flor Dominicana TAA, which they've been doing it for a long time, has been postponed. But we'll talk about that a little later on. we got some information for you on that. But let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. San Andreas. That's Mexico. Molasses on the cold draw. Yeah, that's our calling card. Yes, I'd yeah. go. Uh, I'd go brown sugar. I don't know that I'd go full on molasses. I agree one hundred percent with Barry. No, I don't. That's a drop. It's not when me. you say molasses, you make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it goes? Not I think. Quite. It, I think that is exactly how it goes. So, for anyone that doesn't watch this show live, or like shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. First of all, that's definitely one of the first dues. Um, the amount of effort that you put into making sure that that sound effect on the cutter, Jonathan, like you were you were prepared a minute before, you're waiting for the cue, and people might think that that's a sound effect. No, I'm shocked that it hasn't become one. It's real. Can somebody pass the Kleenex, please? 
got a little brown on your nose over there. Whoa. Oh, he's saying something wow, nice. Wow, Barry's a little butthurt because someone else got a compliment. And wow. he's also always ready to light the cigar <laughs> because ba- and Because Barry I mean, never does it. He sits it, in. He's jo- already caught. He's already lit. Well, I feel bad. Jo- Mr. Jonathan Carney lit his cigar, and I didn't want him to smoke alone. So it, just like you don't want somebody to drink alone, so I join nah, him. he cuts, he lights, he does it, it on his own. In Jonathan's defense, I'm, I am going to compliment him. One, we share the name. Uh, but he also didn't sneeze on me in the first five minutes. Yeah, so that's a fair point. Hey, and I won't sneeze on you. Sharing is caring. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Sputnik. The Vertigo Sputnik is a double action. You do have to flip the top. You got double wall protection on all three jets, so it's not going to overheat on you. All three jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $9.99. How do they do it? Volume. Yeah. This Vertigo is called, Sputnik. This is really called the Sputnik? Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. We, we're out of names. Doesn't, no, doesn't it look like? Remember it the looks old, a little yeah, spaceship yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dave, one of our live viewers, Hunter Hughes, just graduated from college today at 11 o'clock in a virtual ceremony. And he's here now smoking a cigar with us. Congratulations. Congratulations. What a shame that they don't get to walk it and get the thing after four years of college and everything else that they didn't get to do it. Yeah, my daughter's school is saying maybe they'll do theirs in October. But who's going to go back? Nah. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I, all I hear was when I graduated high school, college, every, all the students were like, oh, this, is, this, uh, this doesn't really mean anything. It's just, uh, it's, you know, we're just walking on stage to get a diploma they already had. So all of a sudden now everybody cares all about it and has this, this <laughs> moment of rite of passage. They all now care about it. I'd say it was at least 70, 80% of the people when I was in college thought it was irrelevant. It's a big accomplishment. Yeah. But you already but accomplished the, yeah. it by the time you're yeah. there. In Not my the opinion. Ceremony, and nobody right? wants yeah. to sit through the five-hour ceremony no. either. The, the only good thing that was good about my college graduation uh, was our guest speaker. I cannot remember his name, but we could look it up. I was the gentleman who invented the laser. It the was laser. So supposed cool. to say that in quotes. Yeah, the, the free laser. laser. I think that's trademarked or something now. I don't want to you know, cause any fines. Yeah. We're well beyond that, buddy. But congratulations, Hunter. That's awesome, man. Yep. Congratulations. And uh, what's he what's he spoken? He didn't say yet. I'll let you know if we get an update. All on right. That. I'm picking up, by the way, if you don't mind talking about cigars for a second. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure you've had coffee before. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you got black coffee. You dust a little bit of cinnamon over the top. You let that steep. 36 seconds. A little espresso with a little cinnamon. I thought we were going to talk seconds. about cigars. Yeah. And yeah. then you take a sip of that. And that's what I'm getting on the the. What happens well, if you go 38 light. seconds versus 36? So you go 36 seconds. Is the brown sugar gone then? No brown sugar. How about the smoke production on this thing? Yeah. Good grief! I, I, by the way, I haven't smoked a cigar indoors in 70 days. <laughs> yeah. I don't ah. know if it's just smoke production or I'm just not used to having smoke around. Plus me. the lights, it makes it. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. They, they don't see it so much there, no. but when you're on stage. And you're blowing smoke. Cloud. Yeah, we it's, see it. It's, it's, we see a lot. If, if you ever see the guest or something, you're like waving <laughs> their hands because the lighting makes I, – I used to be in the nightclub business with sound lights mm. and stuff, and we'd have smoke machines to actually make the lights show up well, even you were allowed to smoke in those days. Right. But uh, the lighting works so but cool. In the nightclub, it was just constant, right? So it would be more like a filter than seeing the smoke. Yeah, but you see, the, you see the beams like oh, you yeah. do here when we blow the smoke. But it doesn't work the other way around. Like I'm looking at the yeah. monitor that we have here. We don't see no. it. What a nice look this would be. So anyway, the good news is we are open for business you know, 35 years of running a cigar store. It was the first time ever 
we were closed for 46 days that nobody could come in. And uh, rough, let me tell you. Uh, I run a, a good operation, and I'm telling you, from somebody that runs a good operation, never mind somebody who runs a bad operation, how they end up handling it. And we tried every trick in the book and stuff. But was part of your job, continuing job, contacting retailers and saying, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? How's things? The um, You know what was interesting? You know, I've, I've publicly said this a lot. We're obviously in a time where the things are going to change. It's a paradigm shift. I mean, the, there's, the new, there's not going to be a new normal, but there's going to be new rules to the game. And one of the things, uh, technology played a major role in the last two and a half months. Yeah. It always played a role, but it played a very important role uh, where people who didn't know what Zoom was now are yeah. Zooming. Everyone's Zoom now. Zoom, Zoom's yeah. a way of, it's a, it's a verb. I'm going to go Zoom. Yeah. Um, and the communication with uh, retailers changed. It was most, you know, majority of our communication is face-to-face. Um, and you own phone calls. It became more uh, emails, text messages, Zooming, um, Facebook messages, Instagram. Um, I'm doing business in so many different ways now and staying in contact with retailers in so many different ways. And I think one of the reasons why that happened is when you called someone up as a retailer, they either one had more time available and wanted to talk. And there's obviously challenging things going on. So they were venting, you know, where you were talking about different, uh, you know, different things you were doing internally as a company to, to cope, uh, you know, and, and weather the storm. Um, but I felt technology, because you were on the phone longer. Instead of on the phone for five minutes, hey, this is what's going on, or I'm coming to see you next week, you're on the phone for 20, 30 minutes with each account. So you yeah. didn't get to talk to as many accounts, but you talked to them longer. And at the same time, they were also communicating probably with somebody on the phone while they were communicating with you yeah. about what they were doing. Uh, so technology... Uh, really played a major role. And the one that was surprising to me, the most successful uh, way of communicating with our retailers for me personally, I don't know if this is accurate, was through email. Email was always one of the more challenging things to get a hold of people because you have stuff going on throughout the day. Email, early emails. I'd wake up five or six o'clock in the morning and send emails to like 30 accounts. And at about nine, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I started getting replies. Because what does everybody do when they wake up in the morning and they don't have to be anywhere? They get on their phone, they're Check checking theater. Facebook, social yeah. media, and then they jump in their email. And since they have availability of time, they start replying that way. So emails are important, obviously wildly important, but it was the most interesting type of communication I had where the people were actually, even retailers usually don't reply to emails, were replying to emails. Um, and it was it was miraculous. It was, it was interesting. It was that four, first portion of the day. Um, you wouldn't really hear from people much at the end of the day or during the day. You'd hear about at the end of the day and when the day started. It was very interesting. Yeah, ch- checking their email twice a day. I know people that do that. I don't check it all the time. I only check twice a day or whatever. So, Because when the email was new, everybody got locked into it. Now we got the Zoom thing. Everybody's doing the Zoom. I put my phone on last night. There was 20 different people that, that I follow all doing Zoom things. I obviously can't watch 20 different people all at once. There becomes an overload at the beginning of it. And then I think the new normal becomes this Zoom thing becomes another one of the things. It doesn't become the thing. It's going to become another one of the things. It can be an email. It can be a Zoom. It can be a podcast. It can be uh, face-to-face I don't think face-to-face goes away. It no, becomes it, another one it, of them. It becomes another one. And what, it, what this is going to do is, in my opinion, and the way that we're, we're working with our team on this, is uh, you know, we're going to make the country bigger. 
which is for our territories. Our territories are getting bigger. The amount of time people at retailers are going to see the see our, especially for the near future, they're not going to see a rep every single month. Uh, like they used to, because one, there's uh, occupancy restrictions that you got going on. So w- worst thing I want to do, luckily you have a big establishment, but the last thing I want to do or one of my salespeople to be is, is in the place of someone that could come in and buy something. So what this technology is going to do, face-to-face doesn't go away, but say I have eight face-to-face meetings with you a year. Maybe now I have you know five or four, and then the other three are by Zoom or yeah. a conference call of some kind like that. So it doesn't replace it, and that's still important. But it definitely changes the the amount of face to face, and it really allows you. You know, the world's got, the world just got smaller again. We always talk about this, the world shrinks. You know, with technology, the world just got smaller again. The sky's the limit. I can contact with anybody at any given period of time uh, digitally. And not only can I do it, but it's now socially acceptable Yeah, uh, all the time. Well, that's getting to the elephant in the room question I want to ask you, uh, because it was rumblings on it. I heard from uh, uh, both other manufacturers. They, they love to throw you know, the other guy down or whatever when ends up somebody's stuff's getting uh, discounted serious. I hear from the other competitor. Somebody else does something. You hear from the other person. Uh, early on, at the very beginning of this, the first blow or the first notice of this was La Fleur Dominicana has let a lot of their reps go. What do you want to say about that? So actually, just to let everyone I'm actually here to lay everybody off today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave invited me in um, since I have experience with it. Because he we're, likes we're, it. We're he likes be, doing it. You're going to be here to lay people <laughs> yeah. off. Bring so, it on. I can't so, wait to meet my replacement. Do, do we have to finish the show then? Yeah, uh, no, no, it's, it's right now. <laughs> it's right now. No, right now. Um, so, yeah, no, we... The it was there was very uncertain times and by the way there's certainly uncertain times ahead of us we still, still don't know right what direction is going especially live in Massachusetts yeah we've been lucky here in New Hampshire but we got we got one mile away as a state that is total uncertainty yeah. still complete lockdown so in our industry we might be naive and I think there are people that are to be naive to think that we're not going to have an impact on this uh, you know we're not going to be impacted by the retraction of the economy because that's we're not in a recession we're in a pandemic yeah. Um, but this is the economy's retracted, so we would be naive to think that cigars are immune to it. Now, will there be some companies that perform well? Absolutely, cream uh, rises to the top. Our, brother. our company is performing well. Um, however, the decision was made early on. Uh, I think it was misrepresented uh, online uh, in the, I'm the, sure. the media post on it. And I think could. a lot of media was very good about it with us. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, I think it was misrepresented. We we scaled back. Um, about 25% of our sales force. Um, one of those people we did reposition with another company. Um, another one of those employees was a temporary employee. He'd only been with us for about 30 days. You know, it's still, you know, still their job and we feel bad about that. Yeah. Uh, but the big thing for me is people are like, oh, this is insensitive or uh, this is a tough time. Why do you do that? I mean, business decisions aren't easy, especially not easy in this industry because every single one of those people that work for me or the ones that did, um, I spent 90% of my time with them. They're my friends. They're my family. I, yeah, they work for me and there's that separation. Um, but when you ride around with a car, uh, in a car with someone, you know, six, seven weeks a year right. and you talk to them on the phone every day, I mean, it's a relationship. So it wasn't easy uh, to make that decision. It wasn't a decision that was a snap decision. And w- we made that decision to prepare ourselves for the worst. Uh, at that time, there was no... Uh, government assistance. First of all, I I would never run a company 
uh, you know, my family never ran the companies that we owned, and I run a company now with another family. I would never run a company waiting for the government to save right. me um, and say, oh, this this payroll thing's coming. So I, I don't know how that's going to work out. I can't sit there and wait to see, well, if this works, how's the money? Nobody knew how it was going to play out. So, I can't so, wait for that until June, and then, you yeah. know, then you're $500,000 in the hole or whatever the number is. Um, and then know. the company goes under. Yeah, the company goes under, and then you gotta get then you got to get rid of everybody. So, yeah, are we in a financially strong position? Absolutely. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is it ideal ever to lay people off? Absolutely not. If I could hire more people and it would help my business, I would do that. Um, I would always do that. And, I, you know, it's not the ideal situation. You know, and other companies didn't do that. You, you know, here are two guys, you kept everybody on, and that's yeah. a great place to be in. Um, you know, I'm having people ride around with their credit cards uh, with but, expenses, but a, but and a it's tough a very different thing. Because I certainly didn't need them because we had no customers, right? So I, I didn't need them, and I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I, I drew a line in the sand. I said, we'll go for five weeks. We'll see what ends up happening because I said, all right, five weeks is pretty cool to say this is what I'll do and then look at it again. And I could see, okay, maybe it's going to be a few more weeks, so fine. We're going to keep everybody too. But I wasn't going to say, listen, if this lasts a whole year, don't worry about it, everybody. I'm not going to lie to them and say, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it for five weeks, then don't worry for another three. But we would have bankrupted ourselves, no doubt about it. So, so, so yeah, we, we, you know, we, kept a, we kept a core group that had been with us for a long time. And um, we, we did bring back one of our sales reps. That's uh, what I was going to ask We did you. bring back one of our sales reps shortly after. We've created some augmented territories. We'll continue to augment that as business comes back. Um, and we, we vision, so the retailers have to worry that they're not, not going to hear from fluid Dominicana? No, I mean, we, we never, we never stopped communicating. Uh, we, you know, we took over those areas. I've taken over a territory, you know, for a temporary basis, most likely towards the end, toward, through the end of the year, because it's New yeah. England and the Northeast and New York and those areas are hotspots. And at the same time, the factory was closed. Yeah. So we, there was, all this was going on at the same time. So every way we generate revenue yeah. was done. Right. We had no cigars because we ship from our factory. The factory's closed. The borders and ports are closed. You don't know when you're going to be able to get back there. And nobody knows what's going on. And all of a sudden, there's still no government assistance. So you have to make a decision. What if this goes on for six months? What yeah. if this? What if the worst case scenario happens? So we retracted, um, made, a, made a tough decision to do that. I think that it was the right decision. And, and, uh, the, and fir the first person that makes the decision whatever that is, is always the scapegoat, right? Yeah, and, and by the way, I, I'm fine with people thinking it's a bad, yeah. thinking it was bad and insensitive and rotten. They, they're, they're, they're very much, uh, you know, right to their own opinion. Um, I have a job to do. Right. Uh, I get paid to do something. I work for a family, um, you know, that has a business. It's my obligation to one, create, uh, to sell cigars that are great every time. Yeah. And it's my obligation to make sure when we sell that, that we are being fiscally responsible as a business and the brand and the business itself is is vitally important to living on to provide jobs for people going forward. So yeah, we, we're definitely going to expand. It'll be based off of what's going on. And I'd like to bring people back where I said we're a small company. We went from nine salespeople down to six. Okay. Um so yeah, we'd like to slowly bring that back, but we'll see where see, see where things go. And uh said, so, yeah, challenging situation. I, I and it was not easy just because uh just because I'm able to do it doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. Now, capability of the factory, it was closed for two months. You have a small percentage back now. Yeah, we're at about uh, we're at about 25% right now. We'd like to get up to 50 to 60 over this month. Um, we do have people returning to work. It's getting a little more normal. Uh, you know, the word normal gets thrown around a yeah. lot. Things are getting back to... Uh, you know, a higher level down there. So no, we're we're in a very good spot. The cigar business has stayed strong 
compared to other industries, but uh, there's certainly, uh, you know, there's certainly retraction. We're going to get hurt. We're going to get hurt. Um, there's going to be availability issues. There always has been on the floor of Dominicana anyway. Do you estimate that most likely it's going to be even tougher to get f- for a while, or do you think consumption is going to level down? Because people people say to me, oh, you don't have to worry. You're in the cigar business. Uh, people are going to always smoke cigars. Let me tell you, when the money runs out, the first thing they give up, and we saw this in 2008, the first thing they gave up was luxury items, things that they didn't need. There's no addictive quality to it. Cigars are the ones that they give up. So if consumption goes down and the production went down too, we're okay. But if it does stay up, we're in trouble. The perfect model of an example of that is, you know, we do business with tobacco stores that sell cigarettes and beer, you know, uh, Smoker Friendly is yes, a big brand sure. that does that. Uh, they're having record-breaking numbers, but it's beer, cigarettes, it's it's actual vices. Yes. Um, and the cigar business declined. Yeah. So they're like, we're doing All well. Right, totally. We're having record-breaking numbers, but cigar business is down. So absolutely, this is a luxury item, and that's a great example because that's where that decision gets made. That person that walks in there is like, do I buy the luxury item, or do I buy my pack of cigarettes, well, or do I buy my beer? But also another thing that happens is you ain't buying cigarettes online because it's against the law to do it, where you can buy cigars mm-hmm. online. You can't buy beer online. you got to buy it in the store, too. So... We don't know until the numbers, and I hear numbers of as much as 150% growth in some of these big online discounters during this pandemic, which a lot of that came direct for growth of 150%. It came from somewhere. People didn't start smoking cigars. It went from the re, from the brick-and-mortar retailer to the online discounter. So to answer you, to an, exactly, but yeah. to answer your question about uh, supply, um, we, we just completed about a year ago. Uh, we were making about three and a half million cigars a year. We're at about four and a half million when we'd be at full capacity, close to five. Um, so I, I think... We're about 1% of the premium cigar imports in the U.S. This will take us about one5 2% at the most. Um, so I, I think supply will be naturally better. As the business declines, we're such a small portion of it. Somebody's got to take the impact, right? I think you're going to see a lot of big companies Absolutely. having some decline. And, some of them are going under. Yeah, so I'm still, I'm still eating on, off of a really big pie. Um, you know, for, for those ones that have already saturated the market, our supply and demand's always been, you know, supply's always been lower than demand. Uh, so I think we'll be in a good spot. I think we still have an opportunity to maybe grow and be flat through this. Um, so I, I think people will see a, an improvement. And the same thing is, you know, people said, oh, your supply's down. You guys can't keep up. You guys can't make stuff. Or, or you know, Lito was talking yesterday. He's like, people thought I was sick. I mean, we've made every year for 26 years, we've made more cigars. It's just the demand and the way that it moved was so much faster. Um, so now that there is a little bit of a slowdown in this, for us, we're in a good spot to work on both sides of that. Uh, because as long as we can supply, you know, our, you know, as long as we can take chunks more out of the little pie, big pie that we're eating off from, uh, we should be in a good spot. So, yeah, no, it's a good place to be in, but it doesn't mean that that couldn't change. And I said, there's, there's companies in this industry. Uh, that have stayed the same and haven't made changes. I've talked to lots of people in this business, and they aren't doing making decisions right now. They're mm. planning, but this is a time to be making decisions, uh, whether they're hard, the tough. You've got to make moves right now yeah. uh, because I, I don't know what's going to happen. And, and people are like, oh, well, you can predict. You, you can't predict. There's no predictions right now. Yeah. Everyone's on an even playing field. You've got to make first a decision to make a move, and that goes for brick and mortar. That, that happens also. Um, what do you think is going to happen when when supply and demand becomes an issue? And if that's where the direction this whole industry is going to be, what happens to prices? Well, prices are prices will naturally go up. Um, you know, the, the companies that depend on big discounts, 
yeah. uh, with their with their uh, sorry with selling to their retailers, uh, they're going to be in a hard spot because when you're not selling as many things and you're still sucking up 20-30% margin on your back end, that adds up quick. So they're going to have to do price increases or they're going to have to have cost cutting measures. The big one you're, that we're experiencing right now is cigars are available because we're making them, uh, but box factories are still closed down in the Dominican. So we're shipping products in bundles. Uh, so if anyone receives a bundle of cigars that they buy or they go into the store, it's not a normal box. That's temporary. Uh, but that's a real thing. Yeah. And, and I was talking about this. Same uh, great cigar. Yeah. It's uh, in a bundle. But I was talking about this the other day, and they're like, well, this company's not having issue with boxes. And I was like, well, they're not a manufacturer. They're a brand owner. Someone else makes their cigars. Guess what? They bought those six months ago. Right. They're going to be out of stuff. They're going to be out of boxes in six months. I'm out of them now. Yeah. I'm going to have them when these factories open back up. Other companies are going to be in challenges. So we're not even... In the cigar in regard the cigar industry in regards to supply, there's probably some manufacturers that are selling a lot of cigars right now in regards to selling them to the retailer. You're probably getting calls every day. Hey, I got this deal, Dave. I got this going on. You buy this. They got tons of cigars now. Their shortage is going to be in three, four, five months when they place their order today for the second half of the year. Yeah. You know, I'm ordering in March for the second half of the year. Guess what? The factory is closed for March and April. Yeah. You're not getting those cigars till October, November. Yeah. So you're you're time frame is going to be a little different. So that that's that's a reality. And hopefully, you know, it, people can weather the storm with it. Uh, but th- that's just real. That That's going to happen. It's going to it's going to be an interesting play. Consumers say to me, should I buy extra ones of those? I'm a retailer. And the answer is always yes. Anyway, but I really think it is the time to stock up as a retailer. And listen, retail, some retailers, they don't have any money and they can't do it. Um, although there's awesome loans out there right now for like nothing to end up doing it. But uh, that's the play we're going to end up having is to start buying heavy uh, and get and weather the storm of, of what's coming ahead. And speaking of coming ahead, we're smoking last year's TAA. And um, what I hope to smoke was this year's TAA. Um, but what is the plan of, obviously, you're going to have that cigar out at TAA that, that, that didn't happen. And then this all happens. What happens to all those things in the pipeline? <clears throat> So right now we're focusing on our core items. We're you know we're fortunate that we have about twenty SKUs that we would classify um, economically as cash cows. Yeah. Um, so we're focusing on those core items. Uh, some of them are limited production things like our Lenox Chapter One, Two, obviously Andalusian Bull. Uh, but we're focusing on our core lines, our our doubly Harrow, our regularly Harrow line. So that's what our factory's been focused on the last three weeks. Um, and then any projects we had going on are are on hold right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we're going to revisit those in June and a plan of what direction we're going to go with it. Uh, we had something that was coming out for the PCA show, which we'll still be uh, still working on. That's been in the works. And then in regards to TAA, um, we had test blends ready for that. So I did bring some test blends today. That's what we're going to be smoking on the, the after show. show. So I, I do have wait. the test blends for that. We'll talk about that. Uh, then, uh, but we will be doing the TAA that'll be coming out sometime, uh, this year, later this year. But then another thing coming up is the, uh, FDA's substantial equivalency deadline, which was pushed back to September and people yeah. are like, Oh, that's a pushback. I mean, September's right around the corner right. in reality. Um, so yeah, we hope to have this out this year. It's obviously something that we we've done. It carries on with the same uh, concept of the golden anniversary. Right. Um, but yeah, so that that's essentially projects like that are just on hold right now because we need to focus on the core. And I said we're blessed to have that type right. of type of core. Um, so it's it's honestly, um, you know, it's. It puts us in a good spot, but they're definitely those projects of what's new and what was in the pipeline for this period of time is definitely on hold. Cool. All right. Well, we're smoking the LFD TAA 50th anniversary. This is the one that came out in 2019. 
these have been about a year old now. Yeah, they, they were shipped also, you know, a couple times during the year. So we're talking nine nine months or so was the last time yeah. you guys shipped the Oscuros. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky enough that we still have a few boxes left at twoguyscigars.com. So I remember smoking this. You gave me at the show, you gave me the cigars to take back with me. I took the cigars back and we smoked them on the show that week when I got back from the trade show. Do you remember that? Yes, That's I remember. It uh, wasn't even released or anything. Mm-hmm. Just like we're going to smoke on the after show, it's not even released yet. We smoked that. I remember the, the cigar being much stronger or I toughened up over this coronavirus time or something. I think I, you just toughened up. Yeah. Man. And by the way, I've noticed, I've noticed lately you've been smoking stronger cigars. Maybe I don't so. know if anybody else has noticed it, but you've been, I mean, you've been smoking some different things. And I haven't been around you physically I, in person. Yeah, so. maybe I had to toughen up because I think of you this. Are. So something, something's going on. Now, if you awesome. think this, if you, so my, I got, I'm the only one with the samples in the country right now. Um, so I, I had them shipped up about a month ago. So I sat down with my dad outside and I was like, hey, you got to smoke these. He's like, I already had that before. I go, like, oh, this is a new one. I go, this is the new size. And he goes, okay. So we sat down. We're sitting there talking for about an hour. And uh, he stood up and walked away, and I stood up and walked around the corner to go to the bathroom. So he came back, and we both said at the same time, we're like, I don't know if it's just me, but like, is this really strong? And I go, yeah, yeah. I go, yeah, it's real strong. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. He goes, I was thinking it was. And he goes, it's just me. And he goes, I don't know. I go, no, it's, I go, it's strong. Boy, I'm, so. I'm handling it well. And, and also, when we were at TAA, the first night, opening night of it, you said, oh, I want to show it to you. And then you said, here, try it, and let me know when you tap out. Don't throw it away. Give it to me. And this is before coronavirus. I'm I'm smoking a cigar, and I go, all right, I'm tapping out. And you said, okay, you put the cigar in your mouth, and you finished it. That was the cigar. This is the cigar. Yeah, it was perfect. So you made out with David Garofalo. You could add that to one of your But I only had a few of them. So, like, I gave Dave one, and I think Ed and I were smoking it, too. And – um. And I knew when I gave it to him, like, he's not going to make it through this whole thing. So I was smoking something else. I'm like, when he's done, I think we were at the Davidoff dinner yes, or whatever. Yes. I was like, I know when I'm done smoking this little Davidoff, I got a smile or he's going to be done with this one. So it was like, boom, 10 minutes in. He's like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to assume that would be a don't for a cigar shop. Mm. Do not share your cigar with somebody else. I think That's, that would yes. definitely be fitting yeah, now. Which we're going to get into. That's what we're going to do. So let's go to break. And when we come back, cigar shops have begun to open up. And maybe you, the customer, forgot or never knew how to really act in a cigar shop. There are important protocols you should take always, and you should always abide by them. We'll do the do's and don'ts of how to behave in a cigar shop when we return. This is the Cigar Authority. We're live on the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and we'll be back in just a minute. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering 
employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, 
handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. What's going on? This is Robert Kelly from Medfit, Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I hope they have me back. I think I swore too much. Yeah, he can come back. They certainly have nothing going on. The poor comedians. Oh, my God. Totally out of work. No end in sight. It's tough. Tough. Uh, A lot of people are having it tough right now. We're smoking the... LFD TAA 50th Oro Maduro. We don't have it tough. We're uh, we're enjoying it as retailers are beginning to open up across the country. And we thought we'd give you a little refresher course as you begin to go into the cigar stores, how you should be acting when you go in there. So there is a, um, and I'm not going to go through it today, the Ten Commandments that uh, Miguel Shadell uh, he's with Crown Heads. Many, many years ago, he put this out. I reached out to him at probably 10 years ago saying, my God, can I uh, mention this? Because I thought it was so great. Um, and let these people know this, which usually sparks up a lot of controversy, a lot of people arguing with me. So I brought it down to basically three simple rules that we have inside our cigar lounge. When you go into the cigar lounge, you'll see it. The three simple rules of the cigar lounge. One, two, three. One, buy a cigar. Two, clean up after yourself. And three, enjoy. How simple? To try to make it, simplify it as much as possible. And when any of those things go wrong, we can just simply show that to them. There's only three simple rules here, and it starts with the most important one and the one I'm going to get the most arguments with, which is buy a cigar. That's the first rule. Buy a cigar. You can't go any further than that without you go into a cigar shop, you buy a cigar. You go into a restaurant, you buy some food. You go into a bar, you buy a drink. You go into a barber shop, you get a haircut. You go into a cigar shop, and you buy a cigar. No argument about it. There's no what if. There's no what ifs. That's it. It's common sense. It is the number one rule. Am I wrong? Anybody have any? I, I, <clears throat> I you know, some people may, this, whenever you bring up any topic like this, uh, there obviously gets a lot of opinions on it. Like currently now, COVID-19 is the new politics. Like we're all supposed to be on the same team, uh, but but it's like, oh, I hope you die if you go out. Like, well, no, people, like, come on. Like the support's gone. So when we're talking about this situation, the buying something is so simple. And you buy in that moment. Some people may say, well, when I go to a barbershop, sometimes I go to hang out. Yeah, but you're not hanging out in the barber chair. Right. Occupying the barber. Yeah. When you come into a cigar shop and you don't buy a cigar that day, 
maybe you say, oh, well, I bought a box and so I'm going to bring it in. Well, then if you have a locker program or like at a restaurant, you have a wine, uh, a wine cabinet, you yeah. buy wine from them, you store it in there and you can pull the wine out. Um, that's a different situation. Uh, but it all revolves around the same thing. And one of the biggest things that I, that I've been bringing up with this is you say, well, you don't bring food to a restaurant. And they're like, well, that's different. It's not different, but if it is different for you, all right, think of it this way. You wouldn't go into a restaurant. You wouldn't go to Olive Garden today, buy soup and salad, take it home with you, then bring your takeout, your, your take home items with you back the next day to Olive Garden and sit there at the table, not pay for something and get service. You are correct. So I'm not well, going to Olive Garden. Soup is not a meal. <laughs> so there's always some other side of it, but it's very simple. Um, and you're going to buy cigars anyway. And the way I look at it is, well, if you're going to go in there and you have an issue with doing that, budget yourself to make sure when you go in, you can buy a cigar. You must. Um, you know, and it's, it is that simple. And that is definitely the number one rule. And it, it should be every day you go in, you buy at least one cigar. And for all the people that are wrong and don't agree with it. They now, have, but they, you should agree with it. But now more so than ever, because your cigar shop is hurting. So as wrong as you are, do the right thing, especially now. Go by the way, in, this isn't just right or wrong. Them. This is a fact. Yeah, this, this is, is a actually fact. a fact. And whether you have a difference of opinion or not, you're you're able to have a difference of opinion. But just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that it's not wrong. It also doesn't mean that it's right. So you have an opinion, and even if you feel vehemently strong about it even in politics or whatever it is you could be wrong even though it's your opinion you have the right to have an opinion but you don't have the right for your own facts one of the most liberal governors in the country cuomo even said this people are not welcome to their own set of facts you can have your own opinion but you can't have your own facts and to me not to just to me i think and not even think i know this it is a fact you should buy a cigar or it's a fact you, you, should, yep. you should patronize a business and buy something when you go in. It's actually better, if you don't want to have a cigar, it's actually better that you just go in and look and then just leave. Correct. If you're not going to buy something, just yes. leave. You can window shop. You can come in. Some guy comes in to see the selection of something and walks around and decides there's nothing here that he wants to get. I can't imagine it. 1,100 different things. There's something here for you. But the guy says, there's nothing here that I want, and he leaves. The guy walks around, looks and says, there's nothing here I want, pulls a cigar out of his pocket, sits in the lounge and spends two hours there. No. no wrong. Yeah. You must. You're right. He's wrong. Yeah. And, and again, he may have an opinion that, that, that that's fine. And uh, in my opinion, that's fine. It, okay. That's great. That's your opinion. Your opinion is factually wrong. It's wrong. And you don't have the right to be right or wrong just because you have an opinion. We'll get a we'll get hundred different people are going to write to us now because we've been doing this for 10 years explaining this. A hundred people are going to tell us some analogy or some story where they consider this to be okay. Well, I got a Cuban cigar and I want it with my buddies. I got two of them and I'm going to be a buddy at the cigar shop and I'm going to give him one too and I'm going to have one and we're going to smoke the cigar together. Wrong and wrong. No. Or whatever they come up with of I bought a box of cigars Two weeks ago, it's a cigar from that box. I had a cigar already going. You don't have to leave the cigar outside when you walk into the cigar shop. They allow smoking inside there, and you got a cigar going. You walk in, and you buy a cigar immediately. And could you finish that cigar? Yeah, you don't Absolutely. have to throw it away. You could do it. But the first thing you do is buy a cigar. Take, take that negative pressure off that's happening at that moment, because maybe some people are, are nicer than me, that the store owner... 
bites his lip and doesn't say anything. I promise you they're thinking it. And, 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 they, and they definitely are because I have this part discussion. of the problem. The shop owner yeah. doesn't enforce the rules. Because they're not – listen, they don't want the controversy. And I, I just get fed up and it's easier for me to do that than stroke out later on. There was a gentleman from Georgia last year who was complaining that his cigar shop was going out of business and instituted a uh, cutting fee. And he was pissed off that he was going to have to pay a cutting fee. Well, they instituted that cutting fee and they were going out of business because you were not supporting them. Cutting fee ain't the answer either. It is not. I, people said that to me before. You end up charging a cutting fee. No. You come in and use the lounge, you buy a cigar. I'm in the business of selling cigars, not charging you for the seat. I'm in the business yep. of selling cigars. Buy a cigar from me or go somewhere else. A cutting fee is fine if it's a lounge that doesn't sell cigars. Oh, right. I, and I go to places like that no where they're a bar and they, you can smoke in it, and they have a they, they have a cutting fee. You bring a cigar in, and they, they have a cutting fee. If you, have, if you go to a restaurants in New Jersey that don't have liquor licenses, you bring a bottle of wine in, and they charge you a fee a to fee. open it. Now, why do they charge the fee? Because they got work to do at that point. Mm -hmm. So you bring your own cigar in there. Now you've created work for me. And we know this because we went a week without the lounge being open to people. Let me tell you, and we're a big grab-and-go type of store, too. We have lounges at every one of our stores, but the bulk of our customers come in and grab the stuff and leave. No cleaning up after these people. By the way, which is proof that there's somewhere else to smoke a cigar in their life, correct? Right, right. So if you want to smoke that Cuban cigar that day and you want to meet at the cigar lounge, there are other places that you could smoke. You could maybe smoke at your house. And if you can't do that... Because the government has said there's smoking regulations, there's, there aren't here. You You're can right. smoke in here. So because of that, please support me because I'm supplying a place where you can enjoy that. And it's very and again, costly. It's factual. You may disagree. That's absolutely fine. I'm, I'm, I actually welcome the disagreements on it. You're all still wrong. Yeah. I think we've overlooked one of the most important rules, which is don't be mean to Barry on the phone because he'll whine about it in person. We'll, we'll get to that on in the after Facebook. show, too. We'll and, and, to I'll, and I'll jump in on that one, too, because... I'm, I'm save with it, save it for the yeah, after I'm with show. On that one. We'll do a whole. whole but I got, thing I got that. a, uh, I got other dues. Um, but clean, clean up after yeah, yourself. I was just gonna say, do, do for sure. I don't make so a mess. So one, two, three. Clean up after yourself because that's part of it too. So I, I used to say to the guys there, it's almost like a kid's thing that you got to clean your toys up after yourself or whatever. But you bring a, a sweaty glass and stuff, and you leave the stuff, or a coffee half full, and some guy kicks it over and stuff, and the crazy stuff that goes on. How simple are just three simple rules? You buy a cigar, clean up after yourself, and enjoy. And enjoy, the third one is an important thing too, because don't go there looking to pick fights with people. Just sit there and enjoy yourself. And if you say one argument is, well, I enjoy having fights with people and stuff, go somewhere else because you're, you're wrecking the enjoyment of the other person too. So those are the three that I have, but I want to hear some pet peeves and some other things from you. But first, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, Intertabac announced that their trade show in Dortmund, Germany is scheduled to go on. Should be noted, the organizers own the convention center that the show is held in. 
Meanwhile, PCA has announced that this year's annual trade show has been canceled. Early plans to open up in Las Vegas says that the conventions would be limited to 250 people. And lastly, this week, the California Senate has passed a bill that would ban flavored tobacco, but traditional cigar smokers should be concerned as the bill contains language that includes text to offer any characterizing flavor, meaning that a cigar that is described as having notes of X, Y, and Z could be deemed illegal in the state of California. I was going to say that this does have a, a distinct note of X. It's very, I mean, it, I've never tasted X before, but this is what X tastes like. Well, I was gonna Hopefully ask. the FDA is not watching because they're going to come after my cigar because of you now. And that's what's up in the cigar world. Do you mean ecstasy? <laughs> Barry's less than pleased with that. Yeah. Mocha, cocoa, leather, cedar. You happy I use actual flavors? <laughs> he ruined the end of your segment to, to bring up X. Yes, that's part of his charm. Um, Mr. Jonathan Carney, are you happy... Not happy is a bad word to say, but how do you feel about that the PCA is not going to happen this year? It, it, was, it was certainly the right decision yes. in the in the current environment. Um, it's it's a big story in the industry just because PCA is the biggest show here yeah. uh, domestically, um, and it's been you know it's been kind of you know I think William Cooper called it a soap opera. You know the PCA has been a soap opera for for a little while yeah. in regards to media and things with it and you know people's opinions. Uh, but in this situation, uh, anything in the inner workings or what's going on with PCA, this was the right decision. Uh, singularly for this moment, uh, it wouldn't have not have been a success. Right, um, it right. would have been very limited, um, and it would have been even an if added, this hadn't happened. Yeah. it had its issues. Yeah, and it would have and been an added issue. cost, uh, an added cost in a time where we need less added costs. Right. Um, so the it was, it was the right decision. So no, and the retailer. Am, am I am I happy? Absolutely not. Do yeah. uh, do I agree that the right decision was made? Yes. Um, are we internally? I think you know, as an industry, are we internally? Uh, thankful that they made the right decision. Uh, absolutely. Anyone yeah. that says that uh, this wasn't the right decision and that they're they're not, not approving of the decision, um, you know, I don't think there's anybody that's saying that. Yeah, is it unfortunate? Yeah, we love going to yeah. it. Uh, it's a great show. We love being around everybody. Uh, but this isn't the right time for that. Right? Do you, you feel like? Button. Do you feel like you're off the hook? Now, I am Dave. off the hook. I am off the hook. Um, Dave, you want one from the chat room already? What about buying a cigar but smoking one you bring in? I don't like it. Especially if it's not something the store sells. Right. Because somebody next to him is going to say, hey, what are you smoking? You're either doing it to show off, or w what reason are you doing this? Or, oh, no, I got this really cheap online. This is where you should go to, and this conversation ends up happening, and you drive and sales. It's just bad. It's, it, it's, it goes it's, on it's, to Carton's point. Yeah. You don't bring leftovers back yeah. to the restaurant the next day. It, it is, it is a, the one gray area. Because some some retailers would say, well, at least you bought something when you came in, which that is good. At least Take the band off. At least it. you're making an effort, and yes, you are. Like that that is at least a gray area where you could say, hey, you know, I, you know, I did buy something. So you, manners, you know, right? And it's it, bad manners, right? Mm -hmm. To do that, it's just bad manners. And if you did do it, then you can't. You're coming into the cigar with the cigar lid already. Take the band off it if it's something the store doesn't carry because it's not yeah. good for their business. You actually are not an asset to their business. You're a liability. You're hurting right. the business going and, in there. And do you want to be the person that hurts somebody else's business? That, that is the one thing. I mean, I'm smoking cigars all the time, right? So when I get to the cigar store, I usually have a cigar in hand. It's it's always something that I had bought here, and I'm going to buy more when I get in there. But I've never been to a retailer, even even you know two guys. You can use an example. Um, I, I've never been to a retailer. If you walk in smoking a cigar and buy a cigar, like oh, excuse me, can you put that out? 
Right. I, you know, so yeah, that's fine. You walk in and have, I think so. You know, some you can yeah. disagree with me, but I, yeah, I, walking I, in smoking a cigar. I'm like, no, I, I you can s- smoke here, buy a cigar. That's fine. Uh, but you, you walk in and you pull out your travel humidor and you're like, man, what am I going to smoke today? So everyone can see. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I just, you know, I'm going to just smoke this. You smoked this before. No, I mean, you, you said use some manners with it. Um, you know, and, and be responsible. If you lit it outside and walked in and bought a cigar, yeah, that's a different story. So I, we have I, a question from Skews that I, I think you're the perfect person to answer. He says there are so many people in his local lounge that bring their own cigars, purchase somewhere else, and smoke them there, that he finds it so hard to sit back and stay quiet. Should he speak up? Yes. Or should he leave it up to the owner to address? The owner's being a nice guy, and he's biting his tongue, but he's thinking the same exact thing. And wouldn't it be nice if, you know, I hate to say other people should police somebody because there's mass thing that goes on, and I'm so against it and stuff, but this is your hometown cigar shop. When somebody's doing the wrong thing in the store, if you see somebody stealing in the store, do you say, hey, buddy, but it's this not, guy's it's stealing? But it's not tattling if you talk to them. No, I mean, the stealing thing, 100%. Yes. If I see someone steal, you go, and, hey, I saw you take that, and then you tell the owner. But you don't you don't go to that person and say, hey, you know, I'm going to go tell Dave that you're smoking a cigar that you didn't buy here. No, you say, no, you say hey, man, you know. I, that's not cool. We're, we're trying to support what's going on here. It's just not cool, whatever. And you can voice your opinion. It's, it's not tattling. You're, you're approaching them face to face. Yeah, you're if doing you're man it like a enough man. to man or woman enough to go face to face with someone, you should. Now, if I go up to so that's tattle interesting. on you, yeah. like somebody tattled on me. If John Carney's sitting here smoking his own cigar and they go to me, be like, "What are you a freaking tattle? You're not man enough to talk to me about it." That's a problem. Everybody. You know, the the regulars in the lounge that do do the right things think you're a douche doing it, too. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's not doing you any good either. You think you're showing off or whatever. I talked to uh, a, a higher up at, at Habanos the other day, and they said, you know, the interesting thing we're seeing in this, because I'd love to know as this coronavirus thing is happening worldwide, what is happening with consumption and things like that? Not just on cigars, but everything. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on. And they are seeing a drop off of their prestigious brands. Mm. So take Cohiba, for instance. Right. There's a major drop-off of, of the prestigious, mm. but the regular lines are up. So people are switching. And you know why they're switching? Because there's nobody to show off to. <laughs> That's right. what they yeah. assume it's being, that if I'm going to sit there in the lounge, I'm going to smoke. In, in, Bahike. In, yeah. yeah, Bahike inside the lounge. But when I'm in my backyard, there's nobody there. Monte Cristo's yeah, fine yeah. in the backyard. Absolutely. <laughs> I said, wow, isn't that interesting? When the, when the final data ends up coming out to prove this, I said, this is a very interesting thing because we never lived through this before of, of what happened. So, so you know when you do and don't list, obviously there's 10 billion things you can talk about. It really it, we we overcomplicate simple things. So the three items you talked about at the beginning, I mean, it's obviously very convenient for me to agree with you since you're a big customer of mine. But I also do agree with you. It's simple. Don't make it less simple Correct. than it is because we take things as humans that are very simple and complicate them. Um, and wh- what we're doing is this is a do and don't list isn't what I like and dislike about you. Because so someone does this, so don't do this because it annoys me. No, it's very simple. Do these things because it's the right thing to do. And then the things that annoy you, you have control over. When you get annoyed by something, that's a you problem. Now, somebody may be doing something annoying. To them, it's not. That's a their problem. But how I react to people's actions is my issue. And, and when you talk about things like this, there's facts. Those three points are factual, and then everything else is just something that's that's a pet peeve of yours yeah. or whatever. Uh, but the factual things, those three things are very simple, and it cures all the issues you the, would ever have in a this cigar This episode line. of I, Dr. Phil has been brought to you by I, LFD. I've, I've got one okay. from when I worked in the store. Okay. 
if you use the bathroom, don't clog up the toilet. No. And, See, that's and, a you problem. Clean up after yourself. If, if you it, do, man up and let somebody know so the next person doesn't have yeah. to deal yeah, don't, with it. Don't try to flush the key that's on the wooden block. Yeah. Well, that's the incident that got, set me off. So yeah. my, my three simple rules that I put, listen, this is 35 years of experience of coming in. First off, what the consumer doesn't like is telling them don't do something. So there's no don't when it comes to this, the three simple rules. It is buy a cigar, clean up after yourself, and enjoy. There's no don't, because nobody likes to be told, don't do this, don't do that. Also, as I put signs up over the years of what you can't do, very turn-offish. Mm -hmm. So if I'm talking to a retailer out there and they say, yeah, it says in here, don't do this, don't do that. And people, no shoes, no socks, no service. You know, this, this no, 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 people are turned off to it, as opposed to buy a cigar, clean up after yourself, enjoy. So simply, if you're watching this, if you do the do's, the don'ts become irrelevant. Correct. Because as long as you're doing those things, you have no issue. So if you have issues, if you have an issue in a cigar shop or you've ever experienced an issue in a cigar shop surrounding these things and you're watching the show and you're wondering why I had this issue or you're giving opinions of what you think it should be, we're simply telling you if you do these things, those issues you have right. will go away. Now, you can still have those opinions, you, you drop but they, a big those giant issues will ash. go away. I, I'm so amazed when somebody does it. They drop their big giant ash, and you see them scooping mm. it up. And I usually run over, and I say, no no problem. I got it and stuff. You, I, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate the guy that it makes the effort to end mm -hmm. up doing it. It's very hard to pick up ash. That, that you, know, you don't have a broom or anything like that to do it. But you see some guys end up doing it. Oh, my God. They've stepped up three steps in, in my head as they try to do the right thing, as opposed to the person that, does, that drops it and says, huh? Or just uh, doesn't even bother aiming for an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> it's real that. easy to call somebody an asshole because you don't agree with them. It's, it's a whole lot harder, but it's also a better result if you work with them. Yeah. So we got, we got, a, we got more to go to, but we're going to take a break right now. Father's Day is coming up, and uh, we're having a party. And we're going to have a party no matter what tickets hit. We'll find out during the break. I mean, it might be sold out. That's how fast this thing has gone. Uh, we're going to tell you about it and uh, other cigar doing don'ts in the cigar shop. So stick around, everybody. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal. 
and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room Cuatro Nicaragua today. Surgeon General work. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar 
Pure Authentico Rojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hello and good afternoon. It's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. And we're back. And we're with the carnivore, Mr. Jonathan Carney. And uh, we're going to get into it. And uh, why are you the carnivore? Why are people calling you the carnivore right now? What's going on? So uh, social media, if anyone's followed me for the forever... Um, food's obviously been a big part of what I, what I post online. It's part of who part I of am. your family. Yeah. It's part grew up in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Um, you know, I've kind of, I've self-taught on different things. Um, and you know, steaks, a big, big thing that I do. Um, but during this quarantine, I, I had, you know, I had all this free time. Um, you know, 90% of my time was spent walking around into retail stores or driving. And now, you know, 10% of my job was the, the talking side of it. So there was 90% of my time almost open. So early on in the quarantine, um, I uh, I have a good friend of mine. We were actually yesterday was going to be the event yeah. we were doing here. We were doing the Wood Butcher Steakhouse. And that's experience. why you're here. You still showed yep. up anyway. Thank and you. Um, you know, and Aaron uh, Smith, the Wood Butcher, his wife Danielle, uh, they started this business because Aaron wanted to make a table for the new house they went into, uh, and they were going to go buy a really nice wood table. And he's like, "This is crazy. We just bought this house. But there's no money." He's like, I'll just make a table. So he started making a table, and he found this love for woodworking. So a couple things aligned. Uh, we had the Wood Butcher event that he and I talked about uh, last summer. Uh, this is a business that he's growing, a free advertising, woodbutchermain.com. Uh, there's merchandise available on there. Nice stuff, too. Yeah, real nice stuff. And he, uh, you know, this is eventually his goal is to have the Wood Butcher be his uh, full-time job. Um, and he's a childhood friend of mine. And uh, obviously, we lined up on the food side. He started, was watching my food. I was watching his wood butcher stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome, man. Like, if there's some way we could bring this together. Uh, so I've been uh, essentially consulting with him as he's expanding his business now, uh, working with him on those things. And uh, where I became the carnivore is I'm the chef, essentially, of wood butcher and tester. Uh, so he started giving me different wood blocks. We started talking about different ideas. I started cooking different items on there and posting on these wood blocks online. And uh, it started coming to me, like, where are you getting these from? Um, you know, I was tagging Wood Butcher yeah. Gang in there. And uh, so, yeah, it was just a perfect kind of, you know, perfect kind of situation with time coming up. And uh, also at the same time, I was I was cooking every day outside on the grill and I'm in quarantine. So I reached out to a good friend of mine, Brian McGee with Crown Heads, uh, who's one of the sponsors of the Quarantine Grilling Show. And I was like, we should start a show, man, because we've, we've competed in some competitions together. He's got the championship belt because he... Uh, he technically beat me. Yeah, um, I won the co electoral college, <laughs> um, but he won the popular vote. And uh, all right, Hillary. So yeah, we started doing quarantine <laughs> grilling, and uh, and we had a few other people that were interested in it. Fred Rui, who was uh, from the awesome. cigar business before, great guy. 
Uh, Fred's one of these guys that takes every hobby he has, he takes it and turns it into something that he does something productive with, Yeah. Um, you know, that other people can enjoy. And so Fred watched the first show and we invited him on to be our second guest on our episode two. And then we invited him. I said, we can't pay you anything. Um, I go, but we'd love to have you on as, as the third partner on this. Uh, so yeah, quarantine grilling was born through the quarantine. We have some goals to change that, but it was just natural. It was what I was doing anyway. Yeah. I, I do it all the time. So I was like, this is a perfect time. And it lines up like the wood butcher stuff lines up with what we do with cigars. It, it's a great addition to some cigar events. So, and we were going to do this big event yesterday. Um, are we going to reschedule sometime? Absolutely. We have some other ideas and things too, and uh, right. the sky's the limit, but Boy, it was just what a, a natural p- progression. It what was- a plan, and and of course, we gave everybody their money back, and you know, people come in and say, what am I, what's going to happen to my thing? I said, I'm going to give you your money back. After 35 years, you think this is what I'm... Right. So the, the funniest thing with the Wood Butcher situation was, I've been setting this up with Aaron, and he'd been prepping for it. He stopped taking orders in uh, December and January after the holidays. Because he started prepping for this. He made like hundreds of items. Yeah. Um, so I called him. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you got to get an online store. I'm like, you have all these things. We don't know when this event's going to go off. You spend all this time. You know, people want these items. I go, there's no better time to strike than now. Uh, so, you know, we developed an online store with that for him. And um, no, it's been great. So it's been it's been good. He's It's been, um, for him, I think it's been uh, a little bit of a push in that direction, he was going towards that way anyway. Uh, but there was this time, and I was like, "This is the time to strike." You got it. All right. Um, so how does, some, how does somebody get it? Uh, you go on woodbutchermain.com. You can follow uh, Wood Butcher on Instagram. Um, he posts. Uh, he's working on new blocks uh, every day. There's, um, you know, there's a cigar ashtray that yeah. we were going to be utilizing at the event. I bought a um, couple myself. The, the best thing about him having the online store now is there's actually value on the items. Um, like a, a retail value on it. So if anyone that was that was going to come to the Wood Butcher LFD event, uh, steakhouse experience here, um, the tickets were only $100. You were getting a nine-course meal, and you were receiving over $150 worth of, of merchandise in the ticket. So if you look on the site, you can see what you were going to be getting. Yeah, um, you know, and, and we'll be doing that again, and it'll right. be opportunity. But, uh, but yeah, it was just a natural progression. It was uh, said it fits in what, I, what I've always done, and the timing was right with the quarantine grilling. And the timing was right for Aaron, too. So, uh, yeah, best of success with that, and we'll, we'll do it again. All right. Let's light up the second cigar, Barry. What do we have here? All right. Finally, our second cigar is the Tatuaje <laughs> 10th Anniversary TAA, manufactured in Nicaragua for Tatuaje. The size is 5 and 5 eighths by 54th, and for the first time TAA release, Tatuaje is using a Sumatra wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler. A single cigar will set you back $11.99, while a box of 20 is $214.99, which makes it just $10.75 a single, which is a savings of $25 or 10% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, Try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. All right. I'm, I'm really excited to light this one up. I've been seeing it on social media, and I haven't been in the last two months within striking distance of anywhere that has mm. them. It just looks beautiful. The mm. cigar looks great. The packaging looks great. Soft box press, it's, unfinished foot. It just looks really cool. And walking into the store, um, it was the first thing I noticed was sitting right out front. I'm like, man, that just looks great. And it it just go. looks really nice in the packaging. And again, it goes along with, 
I think the do's and don'ts. It's very simple. It simply looks great. Lemongrass and cedar on the cold draw. I can tell Jonathan nailed it because I could see the look on his face like, I've got this. This is, uh, you you have a a shot of fireball whiskey with one rock. You forget about it. You go back after the ice cube. No, it's an ice cube. You go back after the ice cube is melt. You shoot it. And that's what I got on the cold draw here. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Sputnik, just to give Ed Sullivan something else to do than play the crickets. Vertigo Sputnik features double action, meaning you do have to flip the top. You got three jets with double wall protection, so the lighter never heats up on you. All three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of $9.99. That's the Vertigo Sputnik. You ever watch the Jetsons? Yes. There were two robots on the show, Rosie and Uniblab. This lighter reminds me of Uniblab. Okay. Mm. Just throwing that out there. By the way, I did I did bring some steaks with me today. So we will, as a consolation, we will be having steak after the show. Good. Um, so I did bring some items. So we will have part of the experience that That's we were That's another reason why I love him. He always brings food. By yeah. the way, you, you got Michael Capellini. Capellini's on here bringing his Chianti in, his prosciutto, yeah. and Italian yeah. stuff. And I, I was sitting there. I'm like, wow, man, he's... I was probably the first person to bring, you know, prepared food and prepare it on the show. So when he brought that, I was like, I got to step my game up a little. Uh, so I brought a Wagyu ribeye filet with ah. me today, uh, which will be. You ever have a Wagyu before? I've had. Yeah. Okay. Is that Come something on, you go I'm, black I'm, I'm and a blue fat on? Guy, of course. No. We're no. We're gonna we're gonna sear it on both sides, high heat. We're gonna do a little bit in the oven. So we're gonna use a little bit of my technique, and we're gonna sear it again. A lot of resting. Too, too much fat content to go black and blue. You know, yeah. even with a ribeye, I, I don't like it rare because then you still got cold fat in the center. The good thing about high fat beefs and cuts of beef that are high fat, they can take a lot of heat. Right. Um, so on the grilling show one time, I this like, a few weeks back, I cooked a duck and I roasted it on charcoal. Mm. And everyone's like, oh, it's burned, it's burned because the outside was all charred. But it has a la- duck has a layer of fat around oh, yeah. it. So anything that's high fat can take a lot of heat. Um, so you could do black and blue if you wanted to on Wagyu. In my opinion, um, you, you're trying to not break the fat down too much mm-hmm. on the outside, and you want to enjoy the fat on that. Same thing with like some of the dry aged stuff. The fat's so delicious um, that if you break it down with too much, uh, too much heat, you, you, can, uh, you, know, you can really affect the flavor. But, uh, but they can take a lot of heat. So the Wood Butcher event has been postponed until a later date, but um, the father and son dinner that we do every year. We do a father and son cigar dinner. We bring in a father and son in the cigar industry, and the tickets are for fathers and sons. Um, Mostly, some people cheat, and I see two older guys together and say, this is my son or something. That's not what it's about. But anyway, it's Saturday, June 20th. Uh, It's going to happen here in Studio 21. Uh, We have a new um, extended room that we had built during this pandemic that was going on, and we were working as this was happening. We're going to do it here. Unfortunately, the tickets will be very limited because we don't have the kind of room that we had at the restaurants that we did, but it will be Saturday, June 20th uh, from 6 o'clock p.m. It'll start. Nick and Nicholas Perdomo will be here. This is our ninth year doing it, and they were the first ones we ever had before, and Nicholas was just old enough Yep. Uh, when the, the smoking age was 18. And here it is, ten year, uh, nine years later, 
So Nick and Nicholas Perdomo will be here. Uh, full Italian dinner, two Perdomo cigars, um, and it'll be a very intimate evening with the Perdomos. Uh, tickets are $59 per person or the father and son or father and daughter combination for $99. Uh, there are 11 tickets left. That's it. So how, why 11? Because somebody's bringing their two children and themselves. So that's how... Or uh, three children. Two children. Five children. It. Could be five. No, it has to be an even number. Odd? It's odd. Odd. Yeah. It is odd. It's odd. You're odd. So like 11 children? Yeah, but it was one guy with two children and himself as three. So one guy could bring ten children and close it out it is could. what you're saying. That's That could happen. All right. But 11 tickets left as of the moment we're speaking, um, but tickets available at Two Guys. And Two Guys Smoke Shop's 35th anniversary. Uh, we put tickets on sale last Saturday. There are tickets, as I expected. Tickets would be left. Not all that many. I'm very yeah. pleased yeah. of uh, what we did. But that's $225 per person, 17 cigars, cocktail hour. The event is September 16th, so it's a ways off. It's in Massachusetts, which is a problem right now, but we're talking September 16th. The world's going to come to an end if this thing is canceled. Uh, it will happen. And if it doesn't, of course, you get your money back, and won't, there won't be a problem. There are tickets left for that. Um, so just to let you know, um, the world is continuing. We're going to continue to do stuff. Actually, we got a lot of ideas, a lot of promotions. As we had time to sit together uh, at the doorway with my staff, a lot of crazy ideas came up. One that was uh, turned off by Jonathan that was going to be this Monday. I, I, I won't even talk about that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> was, was he going to work in a dress? I'm going to tell you. There was a dress involved. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't wearing it. I'm going to tell you guys at the break. Of what this idea is, but you can't talk about it because I haven't totally decided against it. But if it does, it'll be this Monday at the Salem store. So. I think there's been enough cross dressing in the cigar business. There's not year nothing so. to do with cross dressing, but it's but it's Especially pretty interesting. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse. Oh boy. But but if you uh, think that's crazy, listen to this. It's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> Abby Rowick had just turned 18 when he told his mom he would be donating a kidney to save a stranger's life. Her answer, no, you're not. But he did it anyway. The organ went to a man about his age, and his mom was so inspired, she went and donated a kidney herself. So Abby expected his mom to understand when he told her that for the benefit of humanity, he may volunteer at the age of 20 to become infected with COVID-19 to help find a cure. Meanwhile, that same person who has risked their life can't make the decision to buy a cigar until his next birthday. Right. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. And true. And true. And true. How crazy. And that's where uh, at one week in a row without a dick or fart joke yeah. in the asylum segment. Yeah. I was just thinking, where's the sex toys? Right. right. 
I'm going to tell you during the break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, last week we referenced pocket pussies. We went there with Adam and Eve. So there were, there, yeah, there you, were, there was, there. Yeah, yeah, this is one week one in a week. row. One, one week in a row. row. That's what I said. No, you said two. No, I said, said one. one. Can we Rewind go back the to the videotape? You, you can go back. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of going back, if you do watch this, and a lot of people have been watching us lately. It's, we are a podcast. The majority of people listen to it, but we get a lot of people that watch, a lot of new people too, new subscribers yeah. and stuff, and we appreciate that. You subscribe it on YouTube. Thank you. All the Facebook people. There's nothing to do, so you're, you're watching this for whatever reason. But go on to a podcast catcher, find the Cigar Authority, because there's a show every single week called The After Show. After the show is over, uh, we shut down for a second, then we open the mics up again, and then we talk for about 20, 30 minutes about other things. And today, we're going to light up the LFD Chisel 2020. Is that what it's going to be called? It's going to be the uh, it's the Golden Anniversary uh, Chisel. Okay. So, yeah, the TAA 50 Golden Anniversary Chisel. Okay. Uh, Maduro and Natural will be... But we'll be passing different ones around, so some of us will be smoking the Maduro, some will be smoking natural. Because well, we're not passing them around and swapping. No, no, but it's a six by fifty-eight. That was box a one-time press, deal for you, buddy. One-time yeah. deal, yeah. Six by fifty-eight box press chisel. Uh, so yeah, we're really excited about it. It's uh, the same same shape and size as our chapter one and two. Uh, obviously, it continues on the 50th anniversary Oro blend uh, that we've done for the TAA the past few years, and, and that we just smoked earlier. And when do you guess this will come out? I, I'm, I'm thinking probably late summer. Yeah, uh, would be would be my best guesstimate, and that would be where I'd like it to come out personally. But so that's still up in the air. Uh, so but being I, that like you're a Dominican that. company, it'll actually be mid fall yeah, <laughs> of 2020. Yeah, okay. two. <laughs> <laughs> talk about that, and we'll talk about people complaining. People complaining, and Barry wanted to do a whole thing on this, but we'll touch on it. We'll, yeah. we'll just touch on. I need it. to vent a little bit. Yeah. So great, yeah, Barry's going to vent. It's not enough that we had to listen to him before the show. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this cigar is real nice, by the way. I'm enjoying it. It's um, it, it it's I mean for now the days it looks it's you know it's a normal size cigar. I think it's like a 52 ring gauge. Yeah. Um, I've been smoking a lot of bigger ring gauges recently just because it's what I had in my humidor up home. Uh, so it's nice to smoke some a little more more normal size, but it's got a lot of weight to it for for mm. a you know a, a true Toro essentially. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. What I expected. It's cedar. It's black pepper. Yeah, it's, it's very pepper forward. So there was a lot of a lot of debate on this cigar. People either loved it, hated it. Some people weighed in. Like I, mean, I know I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to buy it because they use Sumatra in the past. They've used broadleaf or a Medora wrapper. The first one I smoked, I was like, all right, this wasn't what I expected for TAA. But the second, third, fourth, fifth, and now the sixth one I've smoked, it's. Classic Tatsuai. Mm. That's what I was going to say is, yeah. what were you expecting? Because this is my first one I right. smoked. Well, I was expecting it's, that. It tastes exactly what I thought it would it, It's always like. had that broadleaf or, or a darker wrapper. So in my mindset, I was expecting that broadleaf flavor. Uh, you know, a little bit of coffee, the, a little people, bit People are off broadleaf. You can't get it. What's right, you can't get it. Exactly. So to the people that are still on the fence about it, I think this cigar is worth a purchase. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And you guys will remember Michael as our uh, listener who kind of shit on Dave in last week's this after was, show. This was the after show show. Yeah. So All right. Is, so he had a lot bad say, but I came back and I answered every single line you, of what he had You didn't say. get too angry. No. And I, now we have a follow-up. I, I explained to him why he was wrong about mm -hmm. what he said, but he's calling back. Now he's coming this back. This is Michael's rebuttal. <laughs> He's in Arizona or something? Uh, he doesn't say where he's from. 
Florida. In this one. He was in Florida. Florida, yeah. He was. Southern Florida where no cigar stores are. All right. Go ahead. Dave, I appreciate you reading my email on the after show. I hope you'll be a gracious host and let me have the last word. Absolutely not. Fat chance. (laughs) (laughs) It's my show. Get your own show if you want the last word. Unless you want to come here, I'll give you the last word Mm. face to face. That's fair. And then then you'll get the last word on the after show. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like how you assumed I wouldn't pay to listen to your podcast. If you ever created a Patreon account, I'll sign up immediately. Yeah, I'm not going to ask for donations. It's okay. Thank you, though. Uh, now regarding the after show, I really like the part where you gave me and your listeners unsolicited advice to ask brick and mortars to match online prices. What? I, I don't think you did that. I think I, this no, might I be, did not. This might be sarcastic. Don't ever do that, brick and mortar retailers. Try to compete online. It's going to put you out of business, actually. As a consumer, I can assure you there really is no other greater pleasure than asking my local brick-and-mortar shop worker to match online prices, you should see their face. So he's being sarcastic. I think there is a bit of sarcasm going on there. <laughs> by the All way, right, I like it, too. I like it. By the way, I live in Venice, Florida, home to tons of great cigar shops. Just kidding. There's only one. Did I mention he has no humidification devices? All right, one so couch on. to sit on. Ven- Venice. Venice. Uh, Venice Florida. is Sarasota area. And there's there's some new retailers that just opened up in that area. There, there's some retailers there, but you got right, right you in got the Venice. Maduro's. Yeah, yeah, Benduros, and then uh, Cigar Cigar, which was a chain in Pennsylvania, just opened up uh, several stores down there, and they actually have plans for more. I think they're going to have five eventually in that market, right. and I'd be surprised if they can go towards Venice. But Venice is a, is a traditionally a retirement, uh, not a retirement community, but it is an, uh, an advanced age. Yeah. Um. So, you know, people stay close to home there, just naturally. But there's plenty of places, right? I, I think there's a good amount in that Sarasota right. market. So sure. look, look around. Go ahead. Did I mention he has no humidification devices, one couch to sit on, and closes at five? It's my favorite getaway. <laughs> he's a, he's More sarcasm. To, yeah, he could actually be part of the panel here. You, well, you could, he'd fit right in. You did give him credit about that when you said that when he mentioned in his original editor, the guy had no humidification. Yeah, and you were like, all right, it, then it makes sense. Yeah, Absolutely. bad retailer. Yeah, bad retail. Finally, in all seriousness, my first email was to present my thoughts after listening to your show a couple of weeks ago. As a consumer, I felt unfairly obliged to buy local. When You're I, not obliged to it. You can stay at your, your own house and... Smoke whatever you want. Don't go into their store, though, and smoke their cigar, but go ahead. While I get behind the mantra that I feel you should have directed your show away from consumers and their need to shop local and towards shopkeepers and making consumer experiences better in today's climate. They should. We've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Wrote a book about it. After all, it's because of the Cigar Authority. I know what a cigar shop experience should be like. Signed, Michael. Please, retailers, step up because this is what consumers think of us. And I don't want to go down that hole with you if you're not doing the right thing. So it's the time. And, and, and by the way, it's not just for consumers. I, I go into cigar shops all over the place, and I'm very nice. A lot of them I go into, I'm thinking you need to improve your game. And they're like, oh, it's just fine. It is not. It's not. This, this gentleman, Michael, yeah. here is a perfect example. He's... Dying to have someone take good care of him. Yeah. Dying to have someone he take good care of him. He wants to spend his money he, he somewhere. He wants to. And he's being forced not to, essentially. And I've been told by lots of marketing people over the years and stuff and said, open two guys smoke shop as a giant chain and put it across the country and wipe everybody out. And I said, I don't want to do that. I want every retailer to step up. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but retailers need to step up because 
it, it certainly worked for me. Some of you are still shut down. Use this time to enhance the experience for when customers right. come back. I got to tell you, I had a customer who he only bought two cigars, but he was in almost tears thanking us for being open through all the nonsense and doing curbside because the cigar represented a 45-minute break a couple of times a week from his problems. And he was so grateful that we delivered that level of customer service by staying the open. The retailer serves a purpose. We have to understand that purpose and go to it. It's almost like we have to go to a one-on-one here on business etiquette and what to provide. Listen, I, I, I'm a, we beat up the consumer a little bit today saying this is what you have to do of it. Because part of the problem is, so you beat the shit out of the retailer and then you expect him to be really good too. The magic of it is you be good to him and then hopefully he be reciprocity, be right. good to you and treats it because you get beat down, you get beat down year after year after year. So you got to draw out a line in the sand. You got to demand certain things of the consumer. But at the same time, you got to provide outstanding, not regular customer service, outstanding customer service, to. cleanliness. Uh, even before... COVID-19 and everybody has to be clean. Nobody wants to go in a filthy, dirty bathroom. Nobody wants to go into a dirty thing. It's not cool. It's not a hip thing. And, and I will say one of the big things during this lockdown, there's all these Zoom things going on. And I found in most of them, I got out in time because I tried to make most of the Zoom things I'm on fun. Um, you know, I've done trivia games on some different stuff. But there's a crew of people that get on and just bash the industry that are in it. And I've never understood this bashing of the industry that's in it. And I'll be, you know, in this concept here, you know, it's really easy to say, hey, retailers, a lot of the ones are going to are, are, you know, need to improve. That's not a bash on you as a retailer. That's just constructive feedback that's coming back from from listeners yeah. and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's important. This is what, this is something that is happening in the industry. Retailers are getting better. And I give them a lot of credit for trying to improve in where they're at. And there's are ones that aren't, but this is a perfect opportunity to have a reset button and to talk to any retailer that may be listening to the show too. Even if you're doing a great job, find a place that you can do better because that's what we're trying to do internally. That's what I'm trying to do with my business uh, here at LFD. Um, you know, with the Gomez is we're trying to do things to get better in this time. We're trying to, to, to prolong the existence of this company for a long period of time. So look at that. And this is, this is a perfect opportunity. And for the people that think, you know, and bash on it internally on the industry, I think a lot of times it's easy to bash on the retailer or it's easy to bash the consumer. We all need to look yeah. at how we can improve right now. Yeah. And this is the best time to you do gotta it. You got to look in the mirror too, folks. You know, no, no matter if you're a retailer or a consumer, look in the mirror at the same time of it. You know, we have coming up on May 30th, the uh, annual survey we're going to put out. And we ask questions. We ask questions about customers. We ask questions to our podcasters because getting this information, and, and I love that Michael chimes in and says what he says, and why do we read letters, terrible letters that come into us? It makes us better by of hearing course. from them. We, we, we do want to hear it. We want to hear the bad stuff, to be honest with you. Oh, you guys are great. I love listening to you. And I appreciate it. Believe me. But it's, it's not news to us. It's not nothing we can hold on to. Oh, you guys got to stop doing this or do that is, is the important thing. So... Get some tough skin. Yeah. And, and, you may, and by the way, when you when you look for feedback, that's why I said like I'm I'm open to people's opinions and views on stuff. I may react and say you know I disagree. Yeah. But I want to hear it. But when when you 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 have to be willing to listen to it. Yeah. You have to be willing to hear it, and you have to be willing to understand that there may be some reality what's being said to you. Absolutely. It's time to hear the Don Raphael offer of the day. It is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? 
And if so, how much? And I happen to have this available right in the back bar over here. I'm going to go in with a hard no just before we get started. That's a cowardly way to approach this. It's something you may be up for. It's $100 to shoot 10 shots of apple cider cider vinegar in 10 minutes. 10 shots? 10 10 shots? You'll You'll have no enamel left in your teeth. Like an official shot, like an ounce, ounce and a quarter? Yeah, just an ounce. Yeah, not happening. Really? No, no, you'll thin your blood too much, you'll probably die. Do you do it? No. You don't normally do it? I don't, I, I don't, no, I don't take shots of vinegar. Oh, okay. I do it. I don't do it every day. I always forget, but I do it often. Take I'm, a shot of apple cider vinegar, but ten of them. I'm, Ten's a lot. I'm, you got, te- I'm tempted just because, you know, if I happen to die, you know. Maybe, You're not going to die. Maybe it's, my it's wife, vinegar. if she's listening, can uh, collect on something. I don't know. Uh, no, I hate it. You made me drink it once when I had an upset stomach, and it made me nauseous. No. Ten's too many. Wow. Ed Sullivan, of course, no. No. I, I wouldn't do one. Boy, for I, actually, I actually haven't. You ne- have you ever done it? No, why it's, would I? It's good for you. No, it's, it's, you should do it every day. There's no, there's no real. It, it's that's a, a a wives' tale. Really? Yeah, it's a thing the supplement companies do. So you take vinegar caplets. It doesn't well, help with caplets, anything. but real vinegar. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard equal amounts that it doesn't help uh, as much as it does. But I mean, if it mentally does, that is what it is. Have you ever done it? I, I've taken vinegar shots yeah. before, but not ten in ten in ten minutes. But uh, but it doesn't. I, I had no benefit from it. I, here's I don't what I'll, benefit. Here's what I'll say. It does. For me, it helps with uh, bathroom issues. It's apples. And number two, I do a lot of fasting, and it does help me to extend my fast when I'm you on do, it. So why not just eat I'm, the apple that has the great fiber and all the other benefits be, of it? Well, because I don't, I'm fasting, so I don't want to consume eat. calories. So I don't know what fasting is. Dave, I'd put some malt vinegar on French fries if you want to pay for that. Yeah, you want to yeah. buy a thing of French fries, I mean. I don't know if there's many many things that I would take shots, ten shots of in ten minutes for a hundred bucks anyway. Yeah, all right. I don't know. Maybe I'm going water. No. So, so you, Dave, sorry, you're a folks. Yes. I, I thought that would be your uh, yes. I, yeah. I, I would do ten shots of tequila in ten minutes. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> we can't take, and that's not good that. for you. But this would be actually good for you. No, I think not one shot. Ten. I think one not shot would be have some benefit. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's like one glass of wine is really good for your heart, but like three is is not. Yeah, yeah. That's what they say. Well, if you're at three, you may as well do but, the fourth but, glass. May as well do the fourth, yeah. We're, yeah. we're smoking the TAA uh, Tatuaje, the exclusive series 2020. I'll tell you, it's uh, it's stronger than I expected. I'm at a eight or a nine strength-wise. Do you know Ooh. one thing I'm amazed they haven't done Something yet? Something has happened to me. They, they mm. got the TAA. It's not, it's not all that strong. What it's is not going that strong. On? Both cigars that I had were... Sevens. I'm You're surprised. One point away from me. See, I think the TAA was stronger, so therefore this one. They're both TAAs. Uh, the LFD the LFD TAA was earlier. stronger, so therefore this doesn't. You know, if we spoke this first, it might have been a seven or an eight, but because we spoke that LFD first, it's coming off to me as a six or a seven. No, that LFD was nine all day long. Wow. So they I'm feeling good about myself right now. They've done fun things with the band the last year. Last year at the Mexican San Andreas yep. rapper, so they did a little TA Mexico thing on yeah. that. Yeah, typo on I'm, it. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done a tat huaje, TAA, with like two TAA. Oh, look at that. Yep. Pete, you heard that? That's actually a very good one. Can I uh, take that? Uh, he can. It's his. He's from Maine. He's a Mainer. Uh, okay. So we got to stick together. So if he needs that, the tatuai, he's probably already thought of it. Maybe they decided not to nah, do it. That's too I good of an idea. He would have done it. He, that's a good one. 
and TAA is going to happen next year, and it's back to the Dominican, I heard. Has anybody said anything with PCA, like dates or anything for next year? So I, I'm, I'm now on the board of the, um, the advisory board for the TAA. We have our first meeting in July. I was scheduled to be at PCA. Um, I've heard nothing from the PCA in regards to what their plans are going forward with the show. Um, I, I think they're trying to figure everything out. Um, I think they probably would have canceled the show a little bit earlier, uh, but they were, you know, they were waiting to see what was happening in Vegas. So I think it was right for them to wait. Um, but I haven't heard anything in regards to uh, how the cancellation is going to happen with the PCA in terms of money that's already been put in. Because they would ha already the have futures. the date for next year now, but they're just yeah. not telling it. Yeah. As a company, let me beat up the PCA a little bit of when this whole debacle ended up happening with um, Cigar Con and all that stuff, they said, you know something? We have to be more transparent. We have to end up saying what we got to say and let everybody know instead of whatever. Then they came out with that the PCA wasn't going to happen. And they didn't send press releases out to the press, which we're part of the press, that they sent it to Cigar Aficionado, yet all these people that are part of the press of the PCA is not included in it. How do you feel about that? You so we got it, I don't know, 30 minutes later or something like that. Bullshit. I, I don't know. I'm on the fence for it because the, the, I don't know how large the CA mailing list is. And if they felt that was the quickest way to get it out. Um, then they got you know, a, then I, they got a, they got a communication the, problem. The only yeah, thing the I, only thing know, I found I, funny I can't about fault it, it because I mean instead of being wow, I'm shocked. instead of being divisive about it, it just ex, ex, uh, accepted they made the, the right reason. Would I have preferred that they gave it to everybody at the same time? A hundred percent. I mean, I don't. For this, for me, wow, I don't think I you were going to go. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to announce you're canceling it. Um, you know, why do you pick winners and losers? So, what if they if they the, picked the cigar authority first? 30 minutes before everybody else, I'd say that was wrong, too. Mm -hmm. But the, 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 the irony for me on this is, I'll bring it up. I mean, they were going to do, they announced CigarCon last year. What does CigarCon directly compete with? Cigar Aficionado's right. Big Smoke. Right. So now Cigar Aficionado is the one that gets launched to. So the irony for me yeah. is what I find funny. Um, but, you know, they, they make the decisions they make, and that's fine. And, you know, we have the right to have a difference of opinion. But I, that, for me, the irony of that where we, we were going after you a year ago, um, whether it was intentional or not, I don't believe it was intentional. That was an idea that was thrown out. But uh, but now now you're my primary source for releasing right. my information, which is kind of yeah, interesting. Maybe they I, I, know I, I generally I know think... Late, but, but I got a purely hypothetical question. Yeah. Did TAA, uh, excuse me, did PCA sign a block agreement with Las Vegas that we're going to do the show there the next five years? So many years. Right. Yes. So if they wind up opening up the convention center this year and, and PCA canceled, will Las Vegas now say you broke the contract and they have to find a new location? I, I, think, last, I think the reason for the holdup of this, why they didn't announce we're canceling, was they had to wait for them to cancel because it would have cost them millions of dollars right. if they didn't do it. But that means the convention center canceled on them. So now the contract has been broken. Right. And because the contract is broken, my recommendation would be move the trade show. First off, it doesn't have to be that big. So that opens up a whole bunch of different yep. places and make it so that it's less expensive for the consumer, the retailer to go. Right. Because that's a big holdup of what it is. Las Vegas is very expensive. Not only to the con the retailer that goes to the convention, but to you guys who set up booths and the costs associated with it. So find another place, and uh, aren't we sick of going to the same place yeah. over and over and over? And I, you know, I, I think they're generally doing a good job uh, despite the circumstances. Yeah, uh, I think I think they're hard. handling it the best they can. So I, you know, it's I, been hot. I will I, compliment them on that. Yeah. I think they're going in a good direction. Yeah. 
um, and they're definitely improving on things, which is great. And and you know, one thing is they may not publicly come out and say, "Oh, hey, you know, thank you." It seems like they're listening to criticism. Good. Um, it seems like that's happening. Well, you know, th- that's yet to show, but it does seem like they are, and uh, and they're trying to get better. They're trying right. to make this better. So I, I said, would so like to, like to see it keep going in that direction. But I'm with you on the Vegas thing. It, it's probably time to check some other places out. That's it. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we got more in the mailbag, a matchup of the week, and the show's gonna go a little long. But I, that's what I expected with Mr. Jonathan Carney here, the yeah, carnivore. Always. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast network let's talk a little about rough rider cigars so here is where the motorcycle culture meets cigar nation this badass looking cigar uses the name rough but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time even before lighting one you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars. There's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. 
that Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and & Company and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Yeah, you are. We're back. We're smoking the Tatuaje TAA Exclusive Series 2020. TAA didn't happen, but the cigar came out, and we have some. We have some, Barry, right? Yes, we do. All we right. have uh, about 18 boxes left out of 100 and something. All right. Mr. Jonathan Connie's here. Seven tickets us. left, by the way, for the uh, father-son dinner. All right. So that looks, that's going to be gone in a matter of an hour or something. It'll be gone next seven people to come in. That's the hey, that would that. be Mike Brady and the Brady Bunch. Yeah, take care one of that guy, way. six kids. There you that's go. it. Done. They could do it. Yeah. Poor do. Alice won't be allowed to come. <laughs> Mike Brady died, though. Alice did, too. Died yeah. of AIDS. Yes. With seven kids. Go fish. <laughs> Hopefully he had good insurance. <laughs> this is my life right here. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That was a real good one. All right. <laughs> she, uh, was, she was a lovely lady, though. Yeah, she was lovely. Yeah, she was lovely. <laughs> following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigar authority authority.com <laughs> guys i completely agree with dave about supporting brick and mortar cigar shops i do purchase boxes of cigars online but only cigars that my local shop doesn't carry i still buy my daily favorite cigars from my local shop Good. especially now my local shop is the place i hang out and i've made tons of friends in i agree the prices are great online but your local shop is a treasure I love my local shop in Alexandria, Virginia. John Crouch Tobacconist. And I miss hanging out with the guys. Thanks, Joe. All right, good shop. Good shop. Good shop. The That's- only thing I would say is, you know, at least let your local shop know that it's a cigar you'd like them to stock. We, we Some do people it, don't we do it all anything. the time. We, we, we special love to order. Hear it. 
We special order things, and they end up being in the rotation. I love when I end up here, and the guy's looking at all the different cigars. He says, do you carry such and such? Mm -hmm. No, we don't, and hopefully we know what's going to be like it or whatever, but then I want to know, well, we had a bunch of people asking for this. Maybe we missed uh, what it was. I want to at least sample it again, and... You know, a manufacturer may hear that I was at a trade show, I tried the cigar, I didn't buy it, and then I give them a call and say, send me another one of those things. I want to revisit that because did I miss it? And I've missed it. I've missed it over, over time. It's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars. All right, what do I have here? Um, would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions? Or tattoos appears all over your body, depicting what you did yesterday. Hmm. Well, I tell everybody what I do the day before. Yes, you do. So I think skin that changes color based on my mood. Are you are you one of those people? Like the certain people, you can almost like um, read their poker face. That if they're they change color when they're saying something. You know, you, you can just tell they have poker face. They they don't have a poker face? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, they don't have a good poker face that they, you know, they turn mm-hmm. red when something's said. I, I'm going to take the skin color. I'll take the skin color change over the uh, tattoos. Do we get, to, re- get any tattoos? Uh, I don't have any tattoos. No. no, I'm not a big tattoo. Barry, got a tattoo. Yeah, I got a tattoo, but uh, I'll go with the skin color change because, you know, if I was blowing up a sex doll or something, I wouldn't want that tattoo to appear on me. So. <laughs> Is that where you're going? Yeah, that's <laughs> where, where I'm going. going? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where that came from. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with skin color change. I have no emotions, so I'll just you, be nothing will happen? pasty white as normal. I think I'll be red, ang- angry red. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I get angry a lot. He does. He does. And How yet, about you, Mr. J? Skin color? Yeah, I said I was first skin to go. Color, skin skin color. color's the answer. Skin color's the answer. Okay. All right. Read your show notes. <laughs> you said we were skipping one. All right. The last, yeah, the one. last one. Anonymous writes. Anonymous. I don't like that right off the bat. Well, the email address did not bounce back, so it's a legit email address. He followed by the rules. Doesn't want his name said. Uh, I support my brick and mortar all the time. But like most of us, I occasionally purchase cigars online. I recently purchased a particular brand, but when they arrived and I smoked them, I had questions. The unnamed brand's band was held on the cigar by scotch tape and not the fruit pectin that we usually see. Could this be one of those cases that Dave mentioned where a cigar manufacturer sold their bands to the online retailer? But they wouldn't put them on with with scotch tape. And they placed them on much cheaper cigars. Please no. shed some light on this practice and how often you think it happens in the industry. It's bad, and that usually is a, I'm going to smoke that cigar because the band fell mm-hmm. off, and it happens, mm-hmm. because I, w- I can't sell that to somebody mm-hmm. because they wouldn't have picked that cigar either. So it's t- the same goes for when it comes to us selling online, and we sell singles online. And you have to make believe like you're the customer at that point when you're picking cigars for people. Mm-hmm. We're not getting the most banged up one or the worst one is the one that goes there. It's quite the opposite. Right. You're trying to be that person at that point. They gave you the, the authority to shop for them at that point. So, you know, we'll get any given day guys that buy a whole bunch of different sing- single cigars and you go around and you're actually looking for the best one out of the box, mm-hmm. not the bad piece of fruit. You know, mm-hmm. you, you hope that happens when people buy buying their... Um, shopping 
now that people can do pickup. Yeah. You know, do you, you open the cotton eggs to make sure one isn't broken, right? Right. Are they doing that? And and hopefully they're doing the right thing too. But you gotta you gotta trust your online guy too. What at we the do same time. What we do with two guys cigars.com if a guy orders a bunch of singles uh, before we put them in the bag, we leave them on the counter so somebody can verify that all the singles were picked correctly. Yeah. And Ed or whoever it will be will be like, uh, let's replace this one. It doesn't look right. You're correct. Yeah. So it's all the more, believe it or not. I mean, what you should that's what you should do. So whoever that was that allowed one with scotch tape to go out there, and I'm sure the band fell off and just put a piece of tape on it. Let's let somebody else pick that one themselves right. with the scotch tape if that happens. Or if you're a classy retailer. Well, he's saying he bought, the, the one well, you they bought an entire yeah, box and all of the bands were held on with scotch tape. I've seen some cigar brands box? that have some that's little pieces said, of tape yeah. on the band instead of that, and I don't get it. Oh, that's poor. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not, it doesn't need to happen that way. should never happen. My God, the quality. I've been to Florida Dominicana. I mean, your quality control is unbelievable that they're watching every step. of. You did all that work, three-year process to doing it. At the end, you got to put a piece of scotch tape on the thing. <laughs> oh, my God. You're kidding me. Hedgewood roll. Yeah. So that that doesn't happen and shouldn't happen. But this is going to happen right now to Classic 3-Way, and it's brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. All right, Ed Sullivan's our champion, so what I'm going to do here today... Well, you let John Carney have the championship. Well, I'm going to let him work with you if he wants to... Uh, use a lifeline really? at any time. I'll work. I'll definitely work with Ed to Sullivan help, to help help you out on it. So you guys will go first. I have three questions and two tiebreakers if they need be. And today is May sixteenth. The first Academy Awards happened today on May sixteenth. Wings was the movie that won. Wings. Wait, uh, not the TV show? Nope. Emil Jennings and Janet Ganner win hmm. for Wings. What year was that? This, I, I don't know if we got to drop to the teens or I'm going, stay in the 20s. I'm going way back, just to really? be careful. Yeah. You want me to go like with Like the time before film? No. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 1915. That's way back. Okay. 1915 goes over to Barry. 1906. 06. Everybody knows it was 1944 for two points. 44. 15 will take it. It was 29. It was 29, but 15 took it. So one point for Mr. Jonathan Carney and over to Barry Stein. The Campbell Soup Company introduces SpaghettiOs under the Franco-American brand today. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Uh-oh. 63. 63 says with certainty. Mr. John. That would be 62. 62. I'm going to go older. 1905. Wow. 
1905. 63 will take it. It was 65. <laughs> Very close. Uh-oh. <laughs> Fat guy knows food. Yes, he does. Do you like the one with the little hot dogs, Dave, or the meatballs? I don't ever. I've never eaten it. Ever. 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 Don't. No. no. I can't imagine an Italian family or something. It would just be uh, wrong. Uh, last question. We have a tie, tie right here with Mr. Jonathan Connie and Barry. Over to... Mr. Jonathan, who has zero points. Betty Davis Eyes, Kim Kahn's the song. Betty Davis Eyes goes number one for nine straight weeks. It happened today. What year? It'll be uh, 1982. 1982, he says, Mr. Jonathan Kahn. Pretty good guess. See, I was actually going to go 81, which would sort of fuck us. But... Let's go 19, uh, let's do a 1979. 1979, he says. I had 81 written down. 81. Somebody's got two points. Barry Stein, Damn two it. points and a win. <laughs> uh, you, you, the way the way that Ed Sullivan said that, I've never worked with him before on this. Now knowing it, I should have just said, "Let's go 81," because he's like, "It's going <laughs> to kind of screw us on this one." But that's when he's usually almost exactly right, exactly, because you knew the time frame. Michael Jordan became the NBA Rookie of the Year. Uh, eighty was the eighty-eight team, so I'm going to go seventy-nine. 85, nope. the year I opened the store. I was store. just going to say 85. Yeah, the mm -hmm. year I opened the store. Top Gun uh, premieres. Top Gun, the 86. movie. 87. 86 is right. 86, Oof. Mr. Jonathan. I'll give myself two points you on get, that. You get no points for it. May, may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah, did you ever see that video that explains why Top Gun is a gay movie? Gay movie? Yeah. It has the most gay innuendos in any movie ever made. Really? Oh, you should watch the video. It's hilarious. Well, I know a lot of I know a uh, lot of military people back mountain. That's because it's the Air Force, but I wasn't in the military, so I can't make jokes like that. Okay, you're not allowed to. No, not allowed to. Yeah, Brokeback Mountain wasn't an innuendo. It was just blunt. Mm -hmm. Never saw it. Giggity. Never saw it. <laughs> Never saw Top Gun either. No, no. Eh, don't bother. No. All right. It's not quite as good as Summersby. Oh, I, I did see Summers because you made me, and I would like that two hours back. I want to unsee that yeah. one. Yeah. My God, you've got to be kidding me. And how'd that work out? It's great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tatuaje TAA Exclusive Series 2020. Good cigar. Exactly what I thought it was. If you're a fan of Tatuaje, I think it, it's right up. That's what you want. It's not a surprise. It's not out of their wheelhouse at all. Mm. I think it's a nailed it. Calm down considerably. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to buy a couple to take home. I know my dad and my mom have been watching. My mom doesn't smoke cigars, but my dad will be interested in trying it for sure. So mm -hmm. I'm going to pick a few of these up. Yeah, it's classic Tatsuahe. It's and different you, in the fact that it's not broadleaf. We get it, but it's classic Tatsuahe. And you've smoked a whole bunch of them now. Six now. So you like it. I like it. You like it. And how about you, Ed? It's not for me. No. No, I mean, it is, as you say, classic Tatsuahe, but I do not like Sumatra. Hmm. Never have, never will. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of it may be just the association with the cheap cigars of the cigar boom. Yeah, was. There was so much bad Sumatra yeah. out there. and just, But it, I'll tell you, the wrapper looks good. Sumatra was cheap wrapper, no, and it always didn't look good. This is good, a beautiful wrapper. Beautiful. Beautiful. I think Sumatra, the, the perception of Sumatra started to change with the edge Sumatra. Because oh. that, that's when it really took on a, a name of its own the the two rappers back in the in those days was sumatra and mexican which is now known as san andreas <laughs> and both of them looked terrible 
And that was the the problem with them, and and they made a comeback with with uh, Broadleaf, no doubt of, uh, with Mexican, no doubt about mm -hmm. it. So maybe this is the beginning of Sumatra that makes makes the big comeback. You know, there's always a there's always a trend. Uh, you know, some yeah. one company used San Andreas, and a, it became everybody used yeah. it. You know, maybe this is the trend, that and gets it becomes availability, and they got their shit together in Sumatra yeah. and their rappers I, in it. I personally hope it doesn't become a trend. Yeah, but you, you got you got bad memories of what it was, but the, the younger smoker or something has no it idea. Just, Sumatra tastes like disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't have that in our flavor. <laughs> that's wheel, a but that's yeah. a glaring review. Yeah, we didn't have that in our flavor. <laughs> no, I, I will say I generally like the, the four so. the four of us on this panel up here uh, all enjoy it uh, deeply. The one that will be remembered is Ed Sullivan's. That's not for me. Yeah, that's the one everybody will remember. <laughs> that's sad. That's why that's why hey, he says it the way it is, and that's the way it is here on the Cigar Authority. Uh, that is it. Next week, uh, we're going to take it uh, very easy and smoke just one cigar the whole show. And it's in the care package, and we want you to do that too. And if you're not part of the care package, it's not too late. Go on to the cigarauthority.com, become a member of the care package for later. It's too late for that. Is, is it a gigantic cigar? It's not. It's oh, a small cigar, but we're going to take our time and we're going to break records. We're going to break records next okay. week. That was a good hint. I know And what if you it order is. the care package, just note it ships on the 28th. Okay. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Podcast. And it's quite possible you've learned nothing in the last two hours, but always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.